Hi guys, uh, this is Sincerely Your Inner Child. Um, this episode I just want to talk about, like, well, it's addressing kind of everybody ever, rather than just students, like the last episode. Or, like, it, I think it just applies to everyone, rather than just, like, a specific group. Um, so it's not limited to just young people either. Um, but basically what I wanted to talk about was, like, the power of intense emotions and like always um like the importance of talking about your feelings to people and like prioritizing how you feel um and rather than ignoring it or like pushing it down because that's not really healthy and also like obviously that's evidently not what children do um but I think in the process of growing up you just like kind of learn to suppress yourself or make yourself smaller and um it's it's only harmful to do that like in some way it you feel like it helps you fit in but it's not the most constructive thing because no one really learns anything about you if you do that you're just preventing yourself from reaching them in some way and I was gonna start this episode with like a different quote originally um but I'll I'll use that one later I was reminded of like an amazing Fiona Apple quote that fits so much better um and she was well Fiona Apple she's this singer slash poet slash you know she's just amazing um and basically what she said I'm just gonna read the quote she said um I think it was in an interview uh I'm such an incredibly stupidly sensitive person that everything that happens to me, I experience it very intensely. I feel everything very deeply. And when you feel things deeply and you think about things a lot and you think about how you feel, you learn a lot about yourself. And when you know yourself, you know life. Um, so I think that's really cool. I think like when you actually acknowledge your feelings, then it's just, you. like she said, you learn so much more about yourself. And, like, if you're ignoring a part of yourself, how much of the rest of the world are you ignoring? Like, how much are you not taking in that could be making you happier or could make you learn more, you know? I just think it's it's so valuable to take things in and also, like, output as well. Um, also you're just kind of an inert person. You don't really do anything. Not to say... Not to shame you, but, you know, you, it's it's such a disservice to yourself to not use your own senses and emotions because it's just it's not fun or healthy as I said um kind of repeating myself there um and I was also going to say that like if you if you feel things more deeply you also connect to other people better because well especially in terms of paying attention because if you ask how other people feel it's all you always learn more about them and then I always think you get that energy back. Like the people I always connect to best, like instantly, I will find someone likable if they ask me how I feel or ask like the emotions behind something I've said. And because that's such a unique thing to do. I think we've lost that skill. And like, admittedly, I don't even do that anymore. Um, even because even if I always wonder it, it's just like, oh no, be normal, don't ask them how they feel, and like, don't ask them why they feel that way, just take in that they feel that way, I just wait for them to say it, and then it's like, 
what if they don't even say it in the end, you know? You have to explore it, you know? You have to put effort into it, be active in listening, and also be active in saying how you feel. And then it's just kind of a cathartic process to talk to people, more than just, like, a, like empty exchange, which is so... It's so common, I feel, in adult friendships and relationships, because, like, the way you make friends as an adult, it's often through, like, a workplace or, like, education. And, like, if you skip all of the emotional stuff, all you have is the wit, like, the, the thing that you have in common, which is, like, something that you try not to think about anyway. Like, you go home from work, you don't want to think about work more. You want to think about, like, fun social stuff or your hobbies or something. So you, t- you tend to avoid work. So you, if you don't talk about emotional stuff with your new friends as an adult, then it's just like, it becomes something you're reluctant to do to make new connections with people because you're like, oh, they're just a work friend. No one is just anything. They're also people with so much depth and feeling, but there's such a barrier of like under communication, I would say. Um, that I feel needs to be climbed because like when you look at the way children communicate it's like often instant connection even though a lot of kids friends they'll be from like school and kids generally might not like school nevertheless they might look forward to it because their friends are there that, but that's just because they communicate how they feel, even if it's subconsciously, like, they play together, and then they're like, oh, but this, this thing you did make me feel sad, and then they move on, and they've resolved it, there's some, it's so much simpler to just say how you feel, you know, and I also think children are unafraid to, like, express how they feel, like, if they're upset, they cry, and if they're angry, they might also cry and they might have a tantrum and people are so shame driving tantrums it's like they never have tantrums and i think if your emotions aren't going to hurt someone else as long as that happens like you should not prevent yourself from feeling that way or expressing that feeling because like that's the same way children are taught to feel because like you'd only tell a child off for having a tantrum if it was like disruptive or something and so how would you tell yourself off for feeling an extreme emotion like as long as it's not hurting someone it's beneficial to you I would say and I think it's something to appreciate that it can be really suspenseful to offer yourself like in an emotional way especially to new people but in general to anyone if you're making yourself vulnerable then it's like there's such um like a leap of faith to make in that way um where you're you're like um lending part of yourself that you like you only held internally before and then making it tangible is also like such a sacrifice but also making it known is like an even further step but I do think that anytime you do that it's also offered back because that's just human nature like once someone feels comfortable with you, like once you've made yourself vulnerable, 
it's like the res natural response is for someone to respond in an equally vulnerable way. And that's how you learn so much about other people. And I was talking to my friend about this as well, and she was saying that like, sometimes emotion, she was, she's doing um, theater in uni, and one of the things that she was taught, like, taught to do in class was um, like, give language to your emotions, because like, especially when you're an adult, emotions become such a convergence of loads of different ideas, and you can't like, say just, I'm sad because this. There's also like so many things that are associated with that, and so like if you speak out loud or um, write it down and like just like jumble disorganized thoughts, they ha do have as much worth I would say as an organized thought because one just leads to the other. You know what I mean? I would argue jumbled disorganized thoughts, they're exactly what you feel in the first place. So. Like, you need one to understand the other and then understand more about yourself and then understand more about life, which is what Fiona Apple was saying. So I think like verbal and visual outlets are underappreciated in like in terms of outlaying emotion because like when you're a kid also, you paint and you draw and you, you might even cook and you write just unprovoked I find a lot more than you do when you're an adult and I don't, when you're a kid you might not like interpret that as oh this is a way that I'm outlaying an emotion but that's the purpose that it's serving like if you think about a conventional kid's drawing they draw their family or they draw the sun and a big field and flowers and that's something that makes them happy. They're expressing a happy emotion or a wish to be happy in a drawing, even if they're not thinking about it. And that's just something that we've, I, I feel is lost on the way. Like, unless you've kept a creative bone that you've been like um, consistently exercising, then you're often not inclined to put your thoughts into, um, creative outlets without like pressuring yourself or putting too much thought into it and um, that just makes it a bit more reluctant you know um, even though it's like it used to be so easy and I think also even if being creative isn't your thing then there's so many other outlets as well that you like can also embrace like you don't have to share things with other people as much as intake things like you could have an experience or put yourself in an environment and that would also provide your emotional release like watching a sad film you watch it to cry or watching a happy film you watch it to feel happy if you put yourself in a specific environment to feel something then letting yourself feel it is like as much as a release as making something tangible and that's why the films and like media texts would be made in the first place because someone is expressing a wish that they had to be happy or an emotion they've already felt and then they're giving it to you it's just so human like connecting with people you don't even know as well over something that they've made and a common human experience 
and it also like makes you feel so much less alone to do those things and like um embrace what other people have felt like literally right now i'm gonna be vulnerable with this one because I, I i don't know um i'm usually very nervous to speak by myself and i am in the studio alone and it's it's always like i'm stumbling over myself it feels like um but to kind of feel less nervous because whenever i get nervous i get a big stutter and i get so um, reluctant to speak at all. I just go silent. I just go mute. There's nothing. And I know it doesn't seem like that because I'm like spending 20 plus minutes talking about feelings. But in between, there's so much doubt and like ambiguity that I just have to get over. Um, but anyway, what I'm being vulnerable about um, is um, literally right now I'm like listening to music. So in my ears, there's music. And then it just feels like um, sending a voice note to one of my friends or something. Um, and also, like, if it's a song that I like, it's an emotion that someone has expressed. Um, which makes me feel a lot less, um, like, blocked out from expressing my own emotions. Like, I'm more able to express my own emotions, I mean, if I'm also intaking something at the same time that is an expression of emotion or that makes me feel something and I don't know sometimes I think like the tone of my music that I'm listening to might come out in the podcast I don't I don't know if that works I might listen to it back and see what if I can guess which song is playing um right now if you want a recommendation I've I'm listening to Born for Loving You by Big Thief um so it's quite like cute and happy. Um, I love that song, by the way. Um, and I was also going to talk about, like, in, uh, in terms of experiencing things, it doesn't just have to be media texts or, like, um, like things on the internet or music, you know, those are all media texts. Um, <laughs> it could also be, like, doing something. Like, last night I went to this gig well, Tuesday, because this is this is going to come out on Thursday. Um, Tuesday, I went to this gig, and it was, like, so bloody good. It was, oh, it was great. It was, oh, because this is me expressing my emotion in non-tangible words. Just various um, enthusiastic sighs. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, it was, like, a punk gig. Um, and I say that hesitantly because I'm not an active punk listener, uh, I admit. Um, but I do, like, I, I love all music, so I just loved it. Um, and Lambrini Girls and Dream Nails and Fuzz Lightyear were playing. They're so good. And it was at the Wardrobe, um, which is a sick venue. Um, I'm saying arm a lot, I apologise. But... I'm reflecting on the mosh pit I think it, that is like the epitome of expressing an emotion like you just push each other about and like care for, don't care at all <laughs> about um, like what anyone not what anyone feels but like what anyone thinks you don't care it's just like 
oh, you're going to push me, I'll push you, it's so cheeky and fun. Um, or, uh, like, whatever emotion is in the song, you put it out and you're just like, fuck, <laughs> like, I don't know if I can swear. Yeah, fuck it, I can. <laughs> um, I'll just mark it as explicit, that's fine. <laughs> um, but you just like, fuck, I, this is so good. Um, and then you just you mosh and you jump and like the next day you feel so many aches and bones and bruises and stuff. But in the moment, it's like you feel so dizzy with the energy and I think you absorb other people's energy and you can like, if you stand still, I've learned, if you just stand and you don't knock your head about, but you, like this is after you've moshed a bit. If you just stand in the moment or you just look straight at the person performing, it feels like you're like vibrating with energy. And I know that sounds very, it could be interpreted as very stupid, but I'm so serious about it. Like if next time you go to a gig, if you just stand and absorb and then like, you can feel an aura, I think, about it, and, like, I think that's another way of emotions being tangible, and it's like, you know, when you think about, like, childhood memories, and, um, there's this, like, glowing, warm feeling, and this, like, a sentimentality and a nostalgia, it's like that, but in the current moment, because when you look at childhood memories, you you kind of appreciate all the details that you can remember. And even if it was like a really weird time for you, it's something that kind of can't be touched. It's It can't be changed right now. It's in the past. And it's like, oh, I wish I could be that age again and feel it. But if you absorb and pay attention, and you feel the awe of being in a certain environment or doing something, then it's so worth it again. You feel it, you feel the memory making itself. And I guess that's where I go to so many gigs or where I try and go on holiday as much as I can. I'm quite addicted to new experiences, but I think everybody should be in a way. Just like, whenever they can, just reach out and do something that makes you feel good. And then also acknowledge that you feel good. And it's like, the reward of what you put in, like the effort of putting yourself out there is rewarded. And you feel like gratified on top of everything. And it's so good. It's so good. And being outspoken like it's the same thing putting effort into speaking out and then feeling a relief you're gratified through the effort and then you've also made your feelings tangible which is another thing that's good and then you've also gotten it off your chest it's not inside you anymore and it's not burdening you it's not like entwined with your spine bringing you down it's something that's just like out in the air now and even if, it, even if it brings back through the breeze, it's just, it's not even yours anymore. It's just, oh, I did feel that. And now I 
I'm free to feel something else if I want. I can feel it again if I feel so inclined. But you don't have to feel everything on top of each other. And there's this amazing, amazing quote from Jenny Slate, her book, Little Weirds. I recommend to everyone I know. And um, it's like my favorite book. It's so good. Um, I've, I'm, in, I'm going through it for the second time because I read it in like March and um, it genuinely changed my life and uh, it's the best. But I'm rereading it now because of the podcast. I'm like, this must be good material. Um, and I was right. <laughs> uh, and she basically said, uh, I see the leaves turn a bit in the air and uh, the breeze coming in feels like the whole world is a pet that is breathing on me. And I think, well, I am so sensitive and I'm very fragile, but so is everything else. And living with a dangerous amount of sensitivity is sort of what I have to do sometimes. And it's so very much better than living with no gusto at all. I'd rather live with a tender heart because that is the way, that is the key to feeling the beat of all other hearts. And being emotionally tender, as she was saying, is so, I don't even know why it's a shameful thing. I don't know why we've done that as a society to say, you can't feel this. It makes, it's wrong. You should feel something else or you should feel something less. When everybody feels the inclination to feel more than they're taught to, you know? Why is it so stigmatized if we all feel that way? I think that's just growing up. And relating to what I was saying earlier about experiencing awe, it's something like, it's something that's genuinely meant to improve your mental health. It's scientifically proven. Um, And I don't know where I got that from. It might honestly be a TikTok that I saw, but it did have a source. but like why not feel awe anyway even if I'm wrong you know why not put yourself in a situation where you feel where you experience something new or where you acknowledge something is amazing even if it's so simple like last episode I was talking about the strawberry in the um in the poem by um what's his name uh oh yeah Keaton St. James um like something as simple as a strawberry that inspires so much awe and it makes you feel better that the, that strawberry is like the metaphor for positivity and feeding yourself and passion and warmth despite the cold of the world and that's also exactly what human connection is it's passion it's connection it's everything I think something I've neglected to talk about as well is feeling negative emotions deeply. I've talked a lot about positive emotions and like awe and you know a sense of connection and passion and but I think also embracing negative emotions like crying, being really sad you have to make time for and that's depressing I know but children aren't taught to speed up their sadness it's more you'd never tell a child to shut up if they were talking about something sensitive so why do you tell yourself to shut up 
and honestly, me as a person, I've said I cry a lot. Um, like, that's an understatement. My friends know... Like, if I said to my friend, I cried at this thing, it, I don't think it would be remarkable that I did that. I think I cry at relatively everything. The other day, I saw in the middle of campus, actually, um, there was this dad with his daughter, um, presumably, I don't know, and this little girl. Um, and they had this, not tandem bicycle, but a bicycle with like a carriage attached to it. So you can kind of put together that she would sit in the carriage and he would like ride around with the bicycle. And um, they weren't on the bicycle. They were dancing together um, with the, um, with the daughter's uh, shoes, like, she's standing on her dad's shoes, and I'm, like, near crying, think about it, <laughs> I'm near crying while I'm thinking about it, because it's, it touched me, you know, you ha oh, the emotion <laughs> in seeing something like that, you have to be so observant to catch all these things, but they exist, and they're real, and they're not just something that, like, you've are meant to forget or you're meant to like accept that they're in the past because they're so present all the time and um, this is my most passionate episode I think I'll ever have <laughs> but I, yeah I'm really glad I picked out this topic I love it <laughs> also throughout this episode I'm listening back to myself a lot less than I did in the first episode so it might be longer because I'm just not judging myself as much for chatting whatever I want. Um, <laughs> uh, whereas in the last one, it's like, it was a bit more rehearsed or um, like it was more cohesive, I would say. But why in an episode talking about letting yourself feel emotions would I restrict myself to a format? Why would I, do that's just like so hypocritical. It wouldn't be right. I think also, if you think of the world as like a compilation of happy moments or a gathered environment of passionate feelings, whether they're good or bad, um, just extreme emotions, then you feel quite a lot less alone. But also, you, it makes your feelings seem like obviously they're still your own, but it's something that you share with people, and it's also, they have inherent value, but it's not like they're an independent thought. It's something that you always have in common with people, and it kind of makes your problems seem smaller. Um, like, there was this moment I had, I was sat on this beach in Mallorca, and um, it was this dad, it was this, um, <laughs> it was this dad, no, <laughs> it was this uh, beach that my dad uh, grew up on basically, and I was sat on the rocks, um, where, because they have these rocks that you can climb, and there's really like secluded spots where you can just sit and see no one for ages, um, and because it, there's like an endless sea from that viewpoint, and, and also endless sky. And you kind of just realise how small you are. 
and you have the freedom to do anything and it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter and you have no pressure to do to live up to something you know you just ha have to be you that's all you can do <laughs> and there's not even a defined authentic you I think there's just you're a collection of feelings just like the world is and you're all reaching out into each other tender heart to tender heart um, I love that quote by Jenny Slade by the way because what I imagine is when she says um, I'd rather live with a tender heart because that's the key to feeling the beat of all of the hearts I just imagine literally heart to heart the hearts are pressed up against each other as if you're hugging and like each heart feels each other and each beat pushes one away and they kind of dance together anyway <laughs> I suppose this is kind of a good spot to end it um, because if I talk about it for any longer it's just gonna get boring it's all gonna be the same but um, I think just advice talk to everyone you can in the way you would love to be talked to in the way that makes you feel most passionate and in the way that makes you feel most connected and even if you doubt yourself afterwards you're experiencing doubt I was gonna oh I forgot even to say I forget it I'm not closing the episode when you feel a new emotion register where it happens in your body because like example when I feel alone or when I feel sad about being alone specifically or like I'm disconnected with other people I feel really cold in my fingertips and then when I'm like with someone I really connect to like the opposite of the cold fingertips to me is feeling warm in my heart and my chest and then um like I get a lot of energy in that I need to exert um like a dance um just like incoherently <laughs> and I fidget a lot um but I think it's important to acknowledge where you feel emotions as well as like that you feel the emotions in the first place because that's also learning something about yourself um and like when you feel something in your body you can also identify what emotion you're feeling like when I felt cold in my fingertips I would always know that I felt some kind of lapse in connection or when I felt warm in my heart it would make me kind of sit with feeling the acceptance and kind of breathe it in deeper so like if you want to feel an emotion in a more extreme way um, then also acknowledge where you feel it in your body, I would say. Because um, I don't think that's something children do, I think they just feel it. And then, like, oh, I remember feeling really sad when I was a kid, and I felt this, like, deep, like, ache in my ribs, um, which I still get as well. Um, but you don't, you never register that when you're a kid, but it's something that still exists now, like, it's always with you. Um, and feeling emotions in an extreme way to the extent that they're felt in your body 
Of course it's not a bad thing, because if it was bad for you it wouldn't exist. You know, that's my final bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, from your inner child, please, please feel as much as you can. Look at as much as you can. Read, listen, um, speak, cry, laugh, eat, taste as much as you can and your life will be so full and that's the cheesiest thing I could say <laughs> but it's just the only conclusion I could make from something I'm so personally involved with, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, all the best, sincerely your inner child.